don't forget your own power. Don't forget that you can choose your conversations because it's hard to enter a conversation where you already know that you're not going to be respected. That was Z, founder of School of Deliberative Futures and one of our special guests in today's episode. After a long hiatus, I am so happy to be able to welcome you back to Make Sense Radio. My name is Andy, your host, and in this special episode, we prepared something we believe is especially relevant and seasonal to most of you listening. As we approach the end of the year and our vacations with our families and loved ones, a lot of people have been asking, how can we talk politics with our friends and families without ruining our holiday gatherings? In this episode, We'll talk about youth activation for better governance and give you tips and strategies so you can start crucial conversations that will prepare us for election season. For our young listeners or feeling young, have you ever been told by the adults in your life that you are too young to be involved in politics? Maybe at one point you felt unwelcome at a dinner table while everyone was discussing the state of the country. Maybe you felt your voice didn't matter. Dexter Yang, founder of GoodGov, a youth-led organization that champions good governance among Filipino youth, felt the same too. We met Dex under Make Sense Academy, a program where we support idea stage solutions and give them the help to scale their impact. Here's what he told us. Naalala ko sa isang family reunion. Noong usapang politika at current events, nagbigay lang ako ng opinion at nasabihan na masyado ka pang bata. Masyado ka kasing idealistic. Puro ka lang reklamo at pinakamasakit. Ganyan talaga sa Pilipinas. I'm sure he's not the only one. There seems to be, still, a misconception that young people have no concern over matters of their country. Which is strange and inaccurate considering that the Philippines has actually had a long history of recognizing the youth's role in nation-building. Dex found out how, today, we actually have more than 200 elected youth leaders and 500 youth organizations and counting, all of them using their voice and platform to build the kind of nation that they want to grow up in. And yet, we still hear a lot of stories of young people finding it challenging to participate in political discussions and be taken seriously. I'm grateful to have family and relatives who don't necessarily contradict my beliefs. And um, I have people around me who respect what I believe in and support that in any way that they can. That was Christina a member of GoodGovPH, who I recently spoke to about how to start crucial discussions as young people that will prepare us for the 2022 elections. So for the past few years, I've been immersed in policy research on citizen participation, participatory governance, and organization design um, that all started uh, around in my last two years of college. So I've been I've worked with a couple of NGOs and international development organizations lately, um, and that helped me better understand really the power of youth participation in governance. But really at the core of it, I love understanding what brings people together 
and how the power of open dialogue can facilitate change in our families, organizations, and communities, whether it's through formal settings or in everyday lives. I asked Christina if she had a horror story. You know, one of those conversations you have over politics that kind of go wrong. She told me about a story where she encountered a group of strangers while showing support for her candidate on the street. Last week, I wanted to go out to sort of show my support for the candidate that um, I, I am supporting for president. And um, my goal is to do it in a very subtle non-invasive way. I just dressed up in the color that supports um, the candidate. And I wanted to go around to distribute some flowers that uh, was left over from a recent graduation. Kasi sabi ko, um, ano namang gagawin ng bulaklak sa bahay ko? Might as well make other people happy, you know, by sharing it to them. And along with that, I wanted to, you know, share some food. Mga mamon lang. Kasi parang ang weird kapag bulaklak. Crush pa kita. <laughs> The first part of her day went well. She approached vendors on the street, encountered people with different political backgrounds, some supporters, some undecided, and some from opposition. Things started getting a bit heated towards the end of the day. There were two groups of people she encountered. The first were friendly grab drivers, whom Christina offered some flowers, some mamon, and to her surprise, they started chanting the name of the candidate right there in the street. So they started chanting her name. I was surprised because I didn't know they had that energy. And then a few minutes later, uh, on the other side, someone was chanting the name of another candidate, presidential candidate. Um, I welcomed it naman. Sabi ko, syempre, I, we're not here to pressure you all. But then, on another area, there was a group of elders who didn't seem to be interested in Christina's flowers or mamon, let alone in any kind of conversation with her. Tinawag ako, medyo pasigaw. Nang, um, iha, iha. Ilan taong ka na? Ilan taong ka na? Ako parang, oh? <laughs> Ay, ako, very good vibes person lang ako eh. Ilan taong ka na? Sabi ko, hulaan niyo po. <laughs> diba, pachika muna, hulaan niyo po. Tapos parang nairita siya. Sabi niya, huwag mo akong gina-joke-joke, ano, seryosohin mo yung talong ko. Ilan taong ka na? Ko, okay, fine. Um, I said my age. And then, Without listening to anything I have to say, diniretso niya, huwag mo kaming pangalanan ng history niyo, ng kasaysayan niyo, kasi hindi ka pa pinapanganak noon. Alam namin yung totoong nangyari. Um, Siyempre referring to martial law. They were staring dead at me like they wanted to to fight me. Um, and it, it I was just taken aback because this was an actual physical space that I didn't expect to happen out of social media. I thought it was social media. Lang. But it was in real life. And there were people who were willing to get into an argument with a stranger um, without getting to know them, without knowing who they are, and imposing their beliefs and, what, and their opinions on another person. Me, as a person who was younger than them, 
um, I knew I had to respect them as people and they also demanded respect. But I was frustrated at the fact that we couldn't even have a decent conversation, an exchange of thoughts uh, because they already shut me down before I could even try. Um, hopefully the next time that I, I see them around, you know, something good could happen. Conversations and encounters like this, both on social media or in the physical meat sack world, happen a lot and are bound to double as we approach the 2022 elections. Now that voters' registration is over, our work is just beginning. It's important that we start preparing ourselves and our communities to have these crucial conversations. But as young people, how can we talk politics, represent our lived realities without ruining our holiday gatherings with people or even strangers that we meet. If this matters to you, we'll share with you insights and strategies that you can use to create space for these important discussions, whether or not you've had experience with them before. Keep listening to find out. In January 2021, the youth unemployment rate in the Philippines was at 19.8%. That represents a whopping 1.4 million youth who now find themselves without a stable source of income in the pandemic. It's much harder for women, who are 8.2% more bound to suffer income loss. You can imagine how much this can affect someone's morale, education, and health for years and years to come. That's why we partnered with City Foundation to launch Rise for Youth, a program that aims to support the Filipino youth between the ages of 18 to 30 to find opportunities for employment and in maximizing their productivity, especially those that come from economically disadvantaged communities or low-income households. For the very first phase of the program, we're looking to closely train and mentor at least 50 underserved young Filipinos to benefit from 21st skills training that will set them up for success in their employment journey. In the second phase, we'll be organizing job fairs in Manila, Dumaguete, Cebu, and Baguio, our major cities, to provide thousands of jobs to those who need it most. The best part? There are many ways to be involved. Maybe you or your organization may want to help us create content and awareness around employability. Maybe you want to provide your expertise in training these young underserved Filipinos. Or maybe these job fairs are happening in your area and you also want to make them a massive success. If you want to collaborate, please let us know by messaging us on Facebook at MakeSensePH or checking out the link in the show notes below. Together, let's invest in our leaders of tomorrow today. So voters registration is over. Our work has only just begun. How do we prepare ourselves and our communities to vote wisely by creating discussions that bring us together rather than driving us apart? The first tip is to speak to them using their values. Uh, there's a saying that Anat Schenker Osario said perfectly. It's not about saying what's popular. It's about making popular what needs to be said. But remember, you can't do that if you're looking for a fight. You want to keep the door open for dialogue. You have to talk to people as they are, not as what you wish them to be. First, and I think the most important part, is to establish a value shared with your audience. 
You may have different perspectives, but you may surprise yourself by just how much you have in common. Maybe you both believe in four-day work weeks. Maybe you both believe that respect for human rights is a universal value. Keep digging. So that is the first tip. Second, you first have to identify the problem you're trying to address as a threat to those shared values. If your narrative doesn't fit their lived experience, why would they want to listen to you? Let's say you've identified your shared value. Let's say you and this other person you're speaking to both value work-life balance. Let's say this person is your manager, right? And you're trying to advocate for more paid training at work. And we want to say something like, we can become more efficient at work and do more with less if we have the proper training to do our mission. You can talk about how the lack of training is actually making your employees spend longer hours at work trying to teach themselves how to do certain tasks. Third, you want to offer a solution to that problem. You don't want to just present problems, right? You want to show how you can actually solve those issues that are a threat to this value that you've established that you share. So in this example, you may want to pitch certain times in the week that you can dedicate the training on company time. You may pitch certain courses, um, their price points, how effective they are. Maybe you can even share a timetable when you can finish certain trainings and can share with the team what you're learning. Finally, Give them a clear and concrete call to action. Most people just stop at the third step. But to achieve your mission, you can already spur them towards motion by being clear. You can end your pitch by asking your manager to sign off on it by announcing it to the rest of the team. Things like this, right? Now, this four-step strategy is something that we actually teach in the Make Sense Storytelling for Social Impact course on Udemy. We built it to help advocates build a compelling case because we believe that your cause deserves an irresistible message. If you are interested in this free course, check out the links in the show notes below to start learning about how you can be a storyteller for social impact. Any Filipino voter that wants to engage but doesn't know how, remember that Politics is complex and messy, but it doesn't always have to be. It can start very simply with these four Ps. Let's start practicing pagsalubong, pakikinig, pagunawa, at pakikipag-usap. Pagsalubong meaning to welcome uh, what other people are feeling, to hold space for their anger and their frustration. Pakikinig is to listen with empathy. Pagunawa is to understand, even if you disagree. And fourth is pakikipag-usap, to engage in discourse and not, um, not into a fight. The first few conversations are always the most challenging. But after that, you improve because it's really like a muscle. The more you engage with others who might be different from you, Like uh, if you're a reporter or if we're not reporters, right? We're just usual citizens. But if you really are genuinely curious about other people, then I would definitely say kaya ang kaya siya. That was Z, coach, educator, long-term collaborator of Make Sense and founder of a social enterprise called School of the Liberative Futures. Z has had her own fair share of stories that happen when people don't know just how to engage with each other. 
I see people slowly leave the group chats. Um, for example, like, like Andy left this conversation. And I think it's just very, it saddens me because like communities like these, they run for quite some time and seeing people slowly leave the, the, the groups and the conversations, it's, it's creating more divisions when we need to come together more. We asked Z for her tips on how to engage people with different beliefs, and here's what she shared. I'd like to begin with the value of curiosity. I feel that it's a value in our society that isn't as passed on to us as much as work hard, um, work hard for your dreams, but like there is such an innate value to curiosity or to asking questions. So I feel like it's underrated and curiosity really is the gateway. So I really see it as a door and it's that gateway, gateway of understanding other people beyond themselves. So in curiosity, it doesn't mean that you can only be, all, only be curious about other people but you can also be curious within yourself. So I, I started with the question, before I even engage with others, I began with a question na, saan ba ako nang gagaling? Bakit ito yung mga pangulo, mga pangulo or mga leaders, mga leaders na tinitignan ko or na gusto kong mag-lead para sa bansa natin? And at the same time, once we inch closer to discovering something about ourselves than we could discover other things about other people and ask, hmm, and be curious, saan kaya sila, like, saan kaya, saan ka kaya nang gagaling? Um, ano yung mga nangyari sa'yo? Or what were your experiences from the past that largely shaped your worldviews and who you are as a person? What's really equally important is the quality of our questions. So there are questions that would put people on the defensive zone. And I'm sure that we have all experienced that. Even myself, there are questions that I get asked in family reunions that I'm like, what? <laughs> Why? Parang, wait, ano, parang for example lang, bakit, bakit parang tumaba ka? <laughs> so parang those questions, I wonder if they're meant to be answered. <laughs> diba? So within the political realm, so that question is, bakit gusto mong, for example lang, Jose Rizal yung politiko? Bakit gusto mong iboto si Jose Rizal? E kita naman parang hindi siya magaling. So even if we ask certain questions, they are tainted with um, our judgment. And if you are asked that question, or if you're the receiver of that question, you're not encouraged to really answer that question kasi parang na-judge ka na. And just like what you shared earlier, some it's very critical to put up or lay the foundations of a good conversation. Um, like, I learned that sometimes people think that conversations, the key to good conversations happen when you're actually in the person. I've learned that it really has to do a lot with the preparations that you do before the conversation. Because for example, um, in preparing for discussions with other people who have opposing political views from me, I have to be very wary of my words and my biases because it will really show um, when you're conversing with others. So it takes a lot. And I want to share and emphasize that these are skill sets so they can be learned. 
as in practice talaga. Parang parang siguro basketball or yung mga swimming, konting mahirap talaga sa umpisa. But then uh, you will really improve and you will get better. So that's the first one, be curious. Second one is really active listening. So active listening is one of those skills under empathy. So um, I find that in the work that I do, a lot of people know empathy as it's the it's a skill where you put yourself in others other people's shoes or other people's perspective but there's a lot more skill to empathy and it's and to be really good at it it takes a lot Z's second tip is active listening active listening involves paying attention to the conversation not interrupting and taking the time to understand what the speaker is really saying It's active because you take an intentional role in bridging rapport and fostering understanding with whoever you're listening to. Some ways you can display active listening are paraphrasing to show understanding, asking questions to show interest, showing open nonverbal cues like your body language. Are you nodding your head and making eye contact? Or are you leading away and sort of hunching inward in a defensive stance? Z says this is important because once you build this understanding, this common ground, it becomes all the more possible to engage with people who are starkly different from you. I learned this from political psychologists that I follow. Their names are John Hyde and Jesse Graham, who says that there are patterns identified with people who perceive themselves as dominantly liberals or conservatives. So these political psychologists are from the United States, but I find that since we're both democratic countries, there's a lot to learn from the history of other nations who are also in the same democracy as ours, especially that our democracy is very young. So in their in their study, they found that most liberals tend to make an argument based on the value of equality and fair and fairness. So Let's say that the big bucket is climate change, the issue of climate change, which is one of the, could be a priority or not priority of a political candidate. If we approach liberals saying climate reality is is also an issue of morality, people who suffer the most are the least global contributors of CO2. It's essential that we take the steps now and prioritize this to prevent further loss of lives. So that statement would largely appeal to them because it's appealing to value. Um, Versus on the other hand, they found that the conservatives would usually tend to make arguments based on the value of patriotism and moral purity. So you can say if the issue is still climate change, you can say that, okay, reducing pollution could help us preserve what's pure in our country. So it appeals to their value. So once we find that common ground, there's now a foundation of a good political conversation. Um, there are just nuances with it. And when with our immediate circle, the key really to beginning those conversations is having good relationship with them. So kapag nandyan yung respeto na I respect you, you respect me, then most probably you are in for a very delicious conversation. If you're listening to this podcast, it means you care about building bridges rather than tearing them down. It means you care about the fate of our country and that you want to understand more about others 
especially in a time that normalizes and encourages being self-obsessed. It's a long way to the other side, but Z gives us some hope. I think, again, this is really a call for us to really go beyond ourselves. And don't forget to also be the one to extend that invite. So if you're already really ready to reach out to others and you're very curious, um, extend that invite. Maybe end any Facebook post with, if you're open to engaging with a political discussion with me, know that my door is open. Because sometimes what people really just need is a permission slip that, oh, I can approach you. I can do this. I hindi ka pala busy. Because sometimes we're also very wary of that. And of course, approach people how you would approach people you love. So with when we talk about, when we talk to ourselves and when we talk to people that we love, it's always grounded with compassion. We never say, um, ano ba yan? Um, ilan hanbawa? Example, ilang beses na kayo nag-break? Uh, bakit ba kayo break ng break? Baka naman. So that's that's not gonna help your friend. But when we're trying to be compassionate is, wait, what's keeping you, what's keeping you stay in the relationship? I'm just here if you need someone to talk to or if you want more support, just let me know. Because it really makes that difference for someone who is struggling. Or it really makes that difference with someone who feel like, oh, no one's listening to me. So I would just rather post on my wall because right like no one gonna listen to me where i'm gonna um i'm gonna actively use my rights to free speech and just post whatever my thoughts and feelings are to on to the to social media so finally don't lose sight of the bigger picture um because really no one wins when we're further divided at minsan We've been there and I could really empathize na it really is scary at nakakapagod talaga siya. Um, but perhaps like a, a better question is, it's not, is it hard? But is it important for us? And I think it's been what's keeping me going and what's keeping me do this work because it's by no means easy for me as well, even if I've been trying to engage with people who are different than me. Um, but ang laki ng fulfillment, really. And just being able to narrow the gap of the visions that already exist in our country. So, yung better question perhaps is, is this something that's important for me? Because when we're pursuing political conversations, we can see that conversations like this dissolves I or dissolves that egocentric worldview that we often have. Um, and changes it, changes it to our responsibility, not just to ourselves, and, but of course we have that responsibility to be good citizens, um, but also to our country as a whole and as a community. Um, because who our country really needs the most is really us now, the people who are still alive. I hope this episode gives you more hope and confidence to spark delicious discussions with people as we go into the holidays. I want to end with a reminder. Let's give our vote to someone truly special because it will take a special type of leadership to get our country where we truly need it to be. 
please check out the links to GoodGov PH and School of the Liberative Futures in the show notes. And I hope to see you in the next episode next month. My name is Andy, and this is Make Sense Radio. Make Sense Radio.